Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Lateral Show. Fasten your seatbelts, because here we go. Fantasy football podcast about fantasy football. <laughs> okay, that was a little redundant. I am Herms at Herms NFL on the Twitter, joined by McLateral at McLateral FF in the McPortable studio. And you can find us on Twitter at The Lateral FF. Check out the website www.thelateralff.com. What it do, kangaroo? What's up, dude? Eats and greets, mother truckers, seasons, eatings. Let's go. Week. 12 11 7 11. i don't remember where we are anymore yeah no, i mean yeah, i've completely lost track of time honestly i'm a little surprised we're into the double digit weeks to be honest that really flew by it's it's still fucking with me <laughs> i'm a little surprised that i'm alive in our home league and honestly not just alive but thriving despite the fact that i've had again my trademark injury issues oh, yeah. <laughs> like just every year without fail but i've, I've managed to bounce back things are looking good well, there you go. You know, if my my home league team, you know, we've discussed this over text. You know, I've got a few issues. Uh, one of them actually ties into the injuries that we will go over just in a little bit. But hey, that's the point of the waiver wire show. You know, if your team's struggling a little bit, you know, you're looking to pick up some players. Well, we'll tell you who we like. We have our thoughts. Um, if there's anything you'd like to add uh, before we dive in, go for it. Now's the time. Uh yeah, no, I think everything that I have, we're going to cover during the show. Um, so let's get into it. It's been like a week without a podcast. Why keep the people waiting? That is a good point. But a couple teams that will keep the people waiting are the Denver Broncos and Los Angeles Rams. They will be on a bye week. You will not have those players. So that is what it is. You got a plan for life without Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, whoever this, that, the other. Uh, so keep that in the back of your mind as you are looking to pick up some players for replacements. Now we get into some key injuries. I have a very short list, but they're pretty significant injuries. Unfortunately for, you know, the biggest one, uh, the replacement option is probably already rostered in your league, but, uh, we'll, we'll start with him. Uh, Packers running back Aaron Jones with an MCL sprain anywhere between one to three weeks out entirely possible. But, uh, you know, AJ Dillon, if for some reason, AJ Dillon's available in your league, go for it. But he's well above the, you know, percentage threshold that we like to talk about for players you look for on waivers. So that's something, uh, another running back that was injured, uh, Falcons running back Cordero Patterson, or as I affectionately and accidentally refer to him as Corderelson with a high ankle sprain, might miss a couple weeks, maybe three, but you know, if you're hoping he's going to play on Thursday night, probably not going to happen. So just be prepared to be without him. Then uh, Washington football team tight end Ricky Seals Jones with a hip flexor, you know, a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, he might be out, but Logan Thomas also likely to return. So that's a name that you can keep an eye on if he is available in your league. That's kind of the reason I threw that in there, to be honest, but hey, free plug for Logan Thomas. And then I rounded out with Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard with a concussion. 
and we'll see. You know, it's, I, I hope he gets through the protocol in time to be able to be out there for your fantasy team, but that's something you got to monitor. So, anything else before we uh, get into the waiver wire portion of the waiver wire show? Uh, no, again, like I think anything injury related that's really actionable is going to come up as we discuss these waiver picks. Because again, like AJ Dillon, you're not getting him. Like he's gone no. in pretty much any league that is not incredibly shallow is how I'll put it. Cause all leagues are viable and valuable leagues, but like some in your traditional 10, 12 team leagues, like he's gone, he's rostered. And I think like 70 plus percent of leagues. Um, the only other thing I'd maybe say is uh, just because Cordero Patterson is gone does not mean that Mike Davis will suddenly be no, good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please continue to stay away. Yeah, bear in mind, uh, folks, they pivoted, well, they being the Falcons, pivoted to Wayne Gallman for the bulk of that, you know, rushing work. So that kind of says everything you need to know about Mike Davis there. Um, all right, so we get into the waiver wire. Boom! Ah, this one does not feel particularly good this week. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a little uh, ugh, yucky. That's the word I'm going with. It's a little yucky. But a couple names of quarterback I think you could possibly take a look at are Cam Newton of the Carolina Panthers, 12.6% uh, rostered on ESPN. Uh, you know, I mean, his arm is not what it used to be, but, you know, he can always run in for, you know, a touchdown here or there. And the next two games against the Washington football team and the Miami Dolphins before they head into their bye week, if I remember correctly, that's, that's pretty appealing. And then um, Mac Jones, McCorkle of the New England Patriots, could be a pretty decent streaming option against the Atlanta Falcons. Those are my two. Who do you have at the quarterback position? Uh, yeah, dude, you just said it, man. McCorkle. I am all about Team McCorkle. I was actually a week early on the McCorkle bandwagon because if you read the a week too early waiver wire, week 10 moves for week 11, you would see that for this week, I recommended that you go get Mac Jones because <laughs> Atlanta's a great matchup in terms of fantasy football for quarterbacks, which again, like we saw what Dak Prescott did to them in the time he was on the field. Like it's not changing. Yes. Mac Jones has his issues. He's not going to run. He's very efficient with what he does. He's honestly like a poor man's version of what Ryan Tannehill had been prior to this season, you know, without even the rushing upside of Tannehill. And so I get why you'd want to potentially stay away, but I think for this matchup, expect another good game out of Mac Jones, who, by the way, um, clearly rookie of the year, if the season were to end today. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's necessarily your pick for it. I'm just saying he clearly won the award. I mean, I think you can make an, well, so my biased answer is Najee Harris, but then there's also Jamar Chase. You know what I mean? He's been pretty ridiculous, but it's a quarterback award traditionally. It's a quarterback award. Traditionally, Mac Jones is leading a team that was expected to maybe contend for a playoff spot yeah. to probably, if we're being honest, a division title. I don't maybe. think it's no longer the bills to win. I think it's actually the Patriots to win. This team is firing on all cylinders. And uh, we will definitely get more into how they're firing on all cylinders later on in this episode. Trust me. And then I agree with you. My only other one here was Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers, because he's the anti-Mac. He is like going to run the ball a ton. And it'll be enough to get fancy points because that's how the game works. So 
I'm not expecting like a drastic, you know, passing improvement in Cam, though I think he might be better than he was last year just because last year was frankly pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm not expecting anything amazing. So Cam Newton is my number two pick. Mac Jones is my number one pick, though. I'd get if you went Cam over Mac, because Cam's probably more viable rest of season, whereas Mac Jones for me is the clear play this week. Yeah, so it's really a matter of uh, what you're looking for. So, folks, pick your poison there at the quarterback position between those two guys. And, hey, you already foreshadowed it a little bit onto the running back position. My number one name that I got here. It's the only uh, one. It's yeah, literally the only one. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's uh, it's from Andre Stevens' season, baby. Woohoo! Yeah! Oh, this is this is good. This is good. Oh, it's I, amazing. I, I've got a couple more. Oh, it's it's fabulous. Uh, I got a couple more I'm going to toss out there anyway, but these are, you know, a little deeper considerations. The one you're really looking for priority is Ramondre Stevenson, but I'm just going to toss these couple out there. If Put it this way. If you have any fab left, if you are in fab leagues, it all needs to go to Ramondre this week. I could see Unless someone like an A.J. Dillon is available. But like yeah. Ramondre, like you probably don't have a ton of fab. And if you do, you have enough to like blow anyone out of the water. Just use it, get them, be done with it. Yeah. And plus, even when Damian Harris comes back, it's not like, like Stevenson has done well enough that he's not going to be relegated to nothingness. Like I, I do believe that even quote unquote, worst case scenario, he's working in mop up duty with him. He's still going to have viability. And at this point in the year, you do really need to have those guys on your team. Plus, you know, if Damian Harris ever gets hurt again, we just saw what he did without him. So, like, yeah, dude, 100%. That's – I'm with it. Um, the other couple, uh, Deontay Foreman looked the best of the Titans bunch. Not somebody that you need to blow it on a fab on, not a very high-priority pick, but just somebody that you, you stash, you wait and see how it continues to shake out. He's my favorite from the Tennessee backfield. That's one. And then the other one, and look, I know. I know how you feel about him, but the fact of the matter is – in the last five games played, Ty Johnson is running back 26 in PPR scoring, basically on par with Elijah Mitchell and Melvin Gordon around there. Look, but fell back to earth a little this past week, if I remember correctly. Yes, he got like 8.8 or so, you know, yeah. pretty good, pretty good. So, you know, again, just production's production, whether we think he's good or not. Those are my couple, but it kind of seems like you're enthusiastic about the Ramondre Stevenson thing, right? Yeah, there's. I think there's no one else trustworthy out there, to be perfectly honest. Ramondre will have value if Damian Harrison is out. He's the number two back in that offense now. He has genuinely earned it, too. Like, if you look at the rookie running backs in this class, like, yeah, Najee Harris has been incredible. And I don't think they're the same caliber of player, to be fair. But, like, Ramondre Stevenson's maybe been the second most exciting. Like, we all, like, are really ready to see, like, what Javante will do. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I think Ramondre's been more exciting than Javante. I think Ramondre's been more exciting than Michael Carter. Like, he has some big games, and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know that the Javante Hive is all abuzz doing their thing. You know, he does get a lot of excitement, but I, I think you're onto something. There. Cause like my two guys, you know, in that regard, at least, you know, pulling the car over for a little bit, the rookie running back thing, him, uh, Stevenson and Khalil Herbert, man. I mean, those are the two that if we're not talking about Najee, those dudes, 
fabulous to watch. It's really been super cool, especially because they weren't like super highly touted. But here they are, you know, putting up effective production in real life and fantasy football. Yeah, the Herbert thing's such a bummer too, because like Montgomery is good, and like Montgomery has been good anytime he's been given the opportunity. So it's just like I don't know what Herbert's role in that offense is going to be. Whereas I can see Ramondre having a more consistent role. But I agree, like Khalil Herbert has been awesome. Oh, and Elijah Mitchell, lest we forget, who's going to be playing here shortly as we were recording this at eight o'clock on a Monday evening. Yes, you know, and you know, also a good time to mention. Uh, listeners from the future uh anybody who does super well in the monday night game just pretend that we talked about them <laughs> it's it's not our fault that we're recording this on I, honestly i don't think there's anyone from this game who is widely available that i would recommend picking up i think all the guys that you could pick up are kind of already gone in over 50 percent of leagues and like you know what if Jawan jennings has a breakout game tonight i think it's probably a fluke and i wouldn't recommend picking him up anyway all right, well, there you go. That really covers that. Uh, on to the wide receiver position. Uh, I only oh, have, I have one last thing on the running backs. Stay Ooh. away from Matt Breida. I get that his point oh, total yeah. <laughs> looked really nice, but he required literally perfect usage. He had like three rushing attempts, three receptions, and he happened to get a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Like, just please stay away. Fan of the player, not a fan of the situation. That was definitely a little bit of a fluky performance for sure. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Um, yeah, so the wide receiver position, I only came up with one name personally. Uh, that's Elijah Moore of the Jets. We talked about him in the not-so-distant past. He continues to do really well. You know what I mean? His, his role seems to be uh, locked in in the Jets' offense. I don't really care who's throwing the ball because – the quarterbacks seem to find a way to get him the ball. So that's that's my guy. That's really all I'm looking at. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Jamal Agnew stan. Another obligatory mention of Rashad Bateman because for some goddamn reason, he is still widely available in all of these leagues, you people. But other than that, probably Elijah Moore. So there you go. Yeah, so I would say like my top three easily are Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore. Jamal Agnew is like right there, but the other guy I'd potentially consider is actually Robbie Anderson because it seems that like things oh. may actually get better because they were so bad. So Robbie Anderson is definitely not a guy. I would even put Jamal Agnew probably ahead of Robbie Anderson just the more and more I think about it, yeah. especially if they're going to give Jamal Agnew rushing touches, like sign me up for that. That was pretty cool. But uh, the clear one, too, is Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore. I mean, these guys are definitely head and shoulders above everyone else. Uh, again, then I'd say Robbie Anderson, Jamal Agnew, kind of neck and neck with each other. Jamal's usage is a little more enticing. Um, but Robbie Anderson, if I mean, there's a chance that the quarterback situation will actually improve with Cam Newton because it's been truly horrendous up yeah. until now. And if it does, then maybe he will have a shot because they seem to at least be invested in trying to make him a part of that offense. Um, the other names I would want to bring up, it's kind of a tale of two wide receivers here. New England Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne is this year's Nelson Aguilar. He's PPR wide receiver 31 with like four targets a game. And then there is Brian Edwards, who's trying to be this year's Nelson Aguilar. By the way, side note, 
Nelson Aguilar this year is being supplanted by Kendrick Bourne, just to put this all into context. But seriously, Brian Edwards is trying to be for the Raiders what Nelson Aguilar was last year and is just failing. He had success this week, but otherwise has had very little. I get it. It looks good, but I would still stay away because he's still just seeing four targets per game. And unlike Bourne, he is not doing as well with them. So if Brian Edwards entices you, I then recommend you look at Kendrick Bourne instead. But I also recommend that you just go with Rashad Bateman or Elijah Moore. Oh, yeah. Those are the clear one, too. I just thought it was really interesting looking at those three wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Brian Edwards, how they're all kind of interconnected because of the Raiders and the Patriots. And their usage is basically identical over like the past couple of years. And it's like Bourne this year is doing what Nelson Aguilar did last year. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I got for the wide receivers. You know, Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman is Rashad Bateman. Elijah Morris, Robbie Anderson, Jamal Agnew are trustworthy. Um, <laughs> I may have typed up my notes with voice to text. <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. But yeah, I, I think that that about covers that. And then, uh, so for the tight end position, I am taking a stand. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have anything to say. You know what? We've said the same names the whole time. People, come on. Come on, just just do the thing. <laughs> I've got I've got something for you here. Titan Conklin Arnold Fryer move. I, I think voice to text is struck again. Um, so it's supposed to be tight end. Oh God! <laughs> enter Conklin Arnold Fryer move because that is it. They are the guys we have been talking about week in and week out. And if you still need a tight end, you need to get. Tyler Conklin, Dan Arnold, or Pat Fryermuth. They are the only three options. Don't get cute. These guys get consistent, regular targets. And like Fryermuth got a little unlucky with a fumble, costing him some more points. Oh, and the fact that Mason Rudolph is his quarterback, which was going to prevent him from ever scoring. Ben Roethlisberger comes back. He goes right into that top 12 territory. Conklin has to unfortunately deal with a little bit of competition for that third target role, but he still gets consistent looks. And then Dan Arnold might be the top receiver in Jacksonville. I mean, over the last several weeks, he really has been, you know, that's probably my top guy as much as I love Muth. The Muth is Luth, but so was the ball, you know, but yeah, it was raining. It's not his fault, but yeah. Yeah. I tweeted about it last night, you know, just like what more does Dan Arnold need to do people? I mean, for fuck's sake, like, okay, he hasn't scored touchdowns, but like, he's a free 60 yards. It's a free space for God's sakes. Is is Dan Arnold the tight end equivalent of Tim Patrick? They just have such a boring name and we don't expect them to be the lead target on the team that we just continue to ignore them. I guess so. And I just, oh my God. Like people, he's, the, would... he's the mailman to Tim Patrick's accountancy firm. I get, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, don't let these, you know, these may not seem like glorious jobs, folks, but these people are pivotal to our comfy uh, country's infrastructure. So just, yes, respect the accounting firm and respect the mailman. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. You said the names because I refuse. I refuse to break. If, oh, God. Just it's just rock. at this point, it's so obvious. Those yeah. are the guys you need to get. I just, it, it's too frustrating. All right. I'm going to need to, I'm going to need some time to gather myself. Fortunately, we're at the portion where you, we get to handle the DST and kicker. So why don't you go ahead? Give us 
some names that we can look at. Uh, so I do have a couple actually for DST. Um, first up, Carolina Panthers, who have been a top six unit. I want to say they're DST four on the season. Um, they get the Washington football team. And like everyone is probably going to forget because the Washington football team ended up winning. But like they still make mistakes. They're still a decent matchup in fantasy football for opposing defenses. Like the Tampa Bay defense actually put up as many points in fantasy football, if not slightly more than the Washington football team. So yeah, Carolina Panthers in Carolina, they should have a good shot to put up a good performance, especially since we know for sure Ryan Fitzpatrick's not coming back. No, this is the Taylor Heineke show for the rest of the season. That show is wildly inconsistent. Um, the other team I would look at is the Green Bay Packers are actually a top six defense. They're even more widely available than the Panthers. Um, and despite a terrible week one performance, they're still DST six. By the way, that week one performance against New Orleans, it's the only time they didn't score at least six points, at least based on the ESPN league that I did my research in, which is pretty standard DST scoring. So I think you can use that accurately. Uh, but I did want to give that disclaimer there. So I would look at Green Bay. I would look at Carolina. I think Carolina would be my top priority, but they're definitely less widely available. And then the third name I would mention in case they are available, but I think they got widely picked up. Um, in my week too early waiver wire article, I recommended the Tennessee Titans because they get the Houston Texans. Um, yeah. So if they're available, you should still get them. It's still good advice, but uh, most likely they're not. So those are really the two names I have at defense. I think those are the options. Unfortunately, we had a little technical issue and Herms might cut out right as he was about to give his insights into fantasy football DSTs that are available on waivers this week. Do not worry. He will still be back for the end of the show. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up with the kickers segment coming to you now. Uh, so the other thing looking at kickers, obviously, so Speaking of names that get said constantly by us, Randy Bullock, he's basically had two bad weeks this entire season. He gets the Houston Texans this week and, uh, oh, lo and behold, like he's still widely available. So get Randy Bullock. If for some reason you can't chase McLaughlin was my recommendation in my week two early waiver wire article, focusing on week 11 games. Uh, and he was awful this past weekend because the Browns were awful. He only had like one attempt basically. And so nobody's going to want him, but he gets the Detroit Lions unless I'm misremembering that matchup. So Randy Bullock, definitely my top option, but Chase McLaughlin, you can get pretty much anywhere. So he would be my backup plan. And that's it. That's what I got. Yep. Well, uh, there we go. Uh, we, we got it, folks. Uh, and I'm using my internal microphone because my microphone betrayed me again. Oh, man, this is awful. Oh, well. There's a decent chance I'm going to sound like this until I make my purchase of a new microphone. <laughs> but, yep, that is what it is. I am Herms at HermsNFL on the Twitter. <laughs> that's that's where you can find me. Oh. It'll be okay, man. The people, they want to hear your insight more than they care about a technical glitch that you can't really do much about. That's a fair point. Uh, yeah, so we, we got that. Uh, at the lateral FF on Twitter, 
www.thelateralff.com so you can find the lateral. And uh, anything else you got to say? Well, as always, it's your boy McLateral, aka McLateral FF, on the Twitter. You can find me at the Lateral FF, which is thelateralff.com. Uh, you will also be able to find me at Pro Football Mania later in the week. I will be bringing back my column there for this week because it's going to be a every other weeker, and this is that every other week. Um, other than that, you'll hear this podcast on Tuesday. Uh, we should also have Sunday storylines that dropped by the time you're already listening to this. I will still have a week too early waiver wire. I'll still have, I will actually have boom bust this week. Uh, and of course we'll have our week 11 pop up a preview dropping on Thursday. We will get to hear our lovely voices again. Uh, that's all I got. That's it. Going to go watch my Niners lose. Hell yeah. Woo. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like watching it. Well, so here's the thing. What would be more embarrassing? Uh, just like your team absolutely getting blown out of the water or, tying in overtime against the Detroit Lions because I think if <laughs> okay you basically have nothing you've you've seen what your next like year might look like if you have a quarterback worse than Ben Roethlisberger all right we'll see you on Thursday folks uh, that's, that's, that's... <laughs> follow the lateral on Twitter at the lateral FF and check out the website www.thelateralff.com <laughs> Boop, 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 boop,